Sunday, March the 14th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We've been thinking about when the people of God in the Old Testament were in lockdown, a.k.a. the exile, and how God gave them through the prophet Ezekiel a vision of the future, a picture of how things will be once they were reset, rebooted and powered up again, how things would be, a picture of the future that would give them hope in the present. And we've been focusing over these last few weeks on that picture in Ezekiel chapter 47. And it's a picture of the temple and the river of God flowing out of the temple. And the further out this river goes, this life of God goes, the deeper and faster flowing it becomes. We've seen how the river, the life of God, starts at the altar, the place of sacrifice, that it's all about the death and resurrection of Jesus. We've seen how this river, this life of God, starts small. Uh, Focus in, don't despise, make sure you notice the small beginnings, because God could be up to something. But if we've been thinking about where the river comes from, today we're thinking about where the river flows to. It comes from the altar, but it flows, if you look in verse 8, towards the desert, the Arabah, the place of uh, the, the desert place around the Dead Sea. The river of God, the life of God flows towards the desert and it gets deeper and wider the nearer the desert it gets. Isn't that a wonderful picture of the way God's life flows to the desert places? That's the truth encapsulated here that is a picture of what's always been true about God. And that's that his life flows towards the desert place, flows towards people who find themselves in a desert. The lonely, the hurting, the broken, the bereaved, the grief stricken, the stressed out the anxious, the poor, the spiritually bankrupt, the morally corrupt, the lost is the word the Bible uses to explain people in a desert place. And do you know what? To be honest, the lost, that includes all of us. We're all lost in one way or another. And it's nothing to do with socio-economic backgrounds. It's nothing to do with uh, opportunities we have or haven't had in life. All of us are lost. All of us express what it is to be in a desert place. But the life of God flows towards the desert. Often it's missed and overlooked in the most famous verse in the whole of the Bible. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave, he sent his one and only son. The life of God, the son of God, was sent 
to the world. Literally, it, it says God so loved, and the Greek word is what we get the word cosmos from, and it had particular connotations of the work that was dark and evil and broken and hurting and lonely and lost. For God so loved the world, the people, the world in all its brokenness, the people in all their lostness, that he sent his one and only son. The life of God flows from heaven to a broken, hurting world. The life of God flowed from the altar, from the temple, out towards the desert places, the desert places of your life and mine. And uh, that's why we find Jesus, don't we? In all the desert places, in all the, the people with all their brokenness, they, they couldn't understand why Jesus would always be with the sinners and the outcasts and the broken and the hurting. Why? Because the life of God always flows to the desert place. And there was this moment of huge irony. It's laughable, really, when the Pharisees, the religious people, they're all respectable. They're, they're, they're wealthy and educated. They, they look on the outside like they've got their life all together. They say to Jesus, you know, why are you mixing with all those people? And Jesus says, look, it's the sick that need a doctor. And the reason that's so funny is that Jesus spent so much time trying to help the Pharisees see that they too were sick, that they too were lost. But of course, they were too religious and too respectable to believe it or to understand it. And Jesus is saying, look, those who realize their lostness are the ones that are ready uh, to receive uh, the wisdom and the insight and the instruction and advice of a doctor, of a rescuer, of a of a saviour. And so Jesus would find himself with, with lost people. He went, as it were, to the desert places around uh, Galilee where he was, uh, where he grew up and where he had his ministry because the life of God always moves to the desert place. And there's a lovely verse that, that encapsulates all of this uh, that Jesus said himself. He, he spoke about himself and he said, the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus says these words at the end of that story we heard some moments ago about Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus was lost. He was in a desert place. But in this story, the life of God flowed towards him in all its uh, relentlessness. Because God's love for us and God's pursuit of us can so often be uh, relentless. I want you to notice a few things about this story of Jesus meeting Zacchaeus. Because it's a, not only is it a story, a real story of what happened, but it's a parable, it's a picture of the way that uh, uh, the life of God flows towards us in our desert places. Notice number one, Jesus sees him. He spots Zacchaeus up the tree. Now, nobody was interested in Zacchaeus. The crowd was all gathered around. Uh, Zacchaeus was the tax collector. Therefore, he stole from the people. He was an outsider. They didn't like him. They, in fact, they despised him. He, he sided with the enemy. So uh, nobody saw Zacchaeus. Nobody had any interest in him. Nobody noticed him. They couldn't care less about him. But in all the crowd, Jesus spotted Zacchaeus tucked away up a tree. Jesus sees those who are 
lost. Jesus notices and the life of God, the life of God in Jesus flowed towards him. Jesus saw him. Who is Jesus inviting you to see? To really see? Who is Jesus inviting you to see? Someone who's lost right now, someone who's in a desert place, because that's where the life of God flows. Who is Jesus asking you to see in his name? Jesus didn't only see him, but Jesus loved him. And that love for him was really practical, wasn't it? Jesus conferred on him time and honour and respect and dignity and acceptance. Not of the things that he did, but of who he was as a person. Jesus did all of that by gracing uh, Zacchaeus with his presence. I'm going to come to your house. Uh, I know this week has been a, a pretty demanding week for the Queen, I would imagine, with all that's been uh, going on. But imagine her visiting your house. It, it gives you and your home and your family respect and honour and dignity because she would come to your house. And so Jesus, in going to Zacchaeus's house, bestowed on him great worth and value and uh, dignity. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful picture of the way the life of God flows. And notice what happened. The religious people, or the crowd it says, but actually the crowd were so often, if we read the gospel, stirred up by the religious people. The religious people, the crowd, they, they grumbled. They, 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 were, they were annoyed, frustrated, um, uh, kind of uptight about Jesus bestowing this love on Zacchaeus. And so there's this undercurrent story going on about whether we align ourselves with Jesus or whether we align ourselves with the crowd. And it's not about how often we read our Bibles or how often we're, we, we worship or we're in church or all of those things that are super important. Don't stop doing those. Those things matter. All of those things are important. But the measure here of our alignment to God and his kingdom is our posture towards those who are lost, those who are in a desert place, those whose lives are in a desert time or a desert period. And we are invited in this story to, uh, to to consider whether we're aligned with the crowd or whether we're more aligned with Jesus. So Jesus sees him and Jesus loves him. So what is Jesus asking you to do to tangibly express your love for those that he's asking you to see? What can you do this week to love those that are lost right now, that are in a desert place right now, because that's where the life of God is flowing. So Jesus sees him and Jesus loves him. And then thirdly, Jesus invites him. Today, Zacchaeus, salvation is found in your house. You are a true son of Abraham because of Zacchaeus's response. Jesus invites Zacchaeus to change his life and to be part of this new kingdom. And it was an amazing turnaround, wasn't it? That because the life of God had 
flowed into the desert of Zacchaeus's home, something new flourished. It was a resurrection. Hey, and I'm racing ahead. That's a few weeks to come, isn't it? The resurrection that happens in desert places. But right there in Zacchaeus's life that day was a resurrection. A new life had quite literally begun and Jesus invited him to be part of the new thing that God was doing. What does it mean for you to invite somebody to be part of what God is doing with you? To invite someone to respond and to get involved with the life that you are living. So there's huge challenges there, I think, for us in this story of uh, Jesus's encounter with Zacchaeus about who do we see and who do we express that seeing in tangible ways, express that love through tangible actions. And then what are we inviting people to be part of, to belong to? And in that invitation, challenging them to leave something behind as they seek to follow God and his kingdom purpose. And then at the end of all of that, uh, we read that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so Weinbach, Ezekiel chapter 47, this great picture of the, the powered up people of God and this river flowing out of the temple to the desert places. There was more life in the desert than there was in the temple, because the life of God will always flow to those who are in a desert place, find themselves in a desert situation. And maybe that's you uh, this morning or whenever you're listening in to this uh, to this moment. Maybe that's maybe you're in a desert place. I, I just invite you right where you are to recognise the truth that the life of God flows towards us in our desert places. Invite Jesus, invite his stream of living water to flow into the desert place of your life today. Or maybe you're so aware of the desert around you or in a particular uh, you're drawn in your thinking to a particular uh, person, group of people. What does it mean for you to see them, to express tangible love to them like Jesus did to Zacchaeus and to invite them to be part of the new life that Jesus offers? There's resurrection right there. The life of God is found in the desert place. God bless you this week. Today is Mothering Sunday, so we are praying together using the Song of Mary. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Lord, today we want to praise you for all that you are, and for your mighty power. We rejoice in you. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Lord, when we feel we have been forgotten and misunderstood, you never forget us. Help us not to complain, knowing that you see everything and will give us power to overcome. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. We pray we would remember that when we are obedient to your ways, like Mary, we will be blessed. 
His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Lord, we ask for your mercy. We pray we would live in awe of you so that we would not give in to the things that will harm us and keep us far from you. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has lifted up the humble. Father, forgive us when we have sinned against you. You will lift us up and show us your power when we humble ourselves before you. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich empty away. Jesus, we long to be more like you. We pray that we would put away the love of anything that distracts us from following you with all of our heart. Fill us with your spirit. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Father God, you have time and time again met us in our need. Thank you for helping us. Please give us strength and hope for us and for all your people struggling here and around the world. For every mother today, we we pray a blessing over them and their children. Jesus, we pray that those who have lost their way might return to you. Help every parent to teach their children, no matter what age, the truths in your word. Amen. Amen.